Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by the Apartment Group at Bull Realty. The Apartment Group sells apartment communities throughout Southeast U.S. Check out the Apartment Group at bullrealty.com. Well, today we're going to talk about apartments. We're going to talk about the multifamily world. And uh, it's been uh, a little bit shaky uh, for apartment uh, owners. Uh, you know, we, in the beginning of this downturn, we had pretty good collections. Seems like things may be falling off a little bit. What about traffic, tenant traffic, uh, coming in to have prospective tenants? What's going on there? And as some of these cities open up, what's happening there? The more you know, the more you can prepare. Please welcome my guest. It's Blarum Securi, and he's CEO of Radix, and he's joining us. Uh, we're on Zoom, but we're doing the audio. Uh, good morning. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michael. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So you've got a long history of being uh, in the apartment industry um, with uh, acquisitions, uh, asset management on, on large apartment complexes. At, at Radix, you you guys track the the market in a big way across the the country. Uh, you were telling me you guys have 2.7 million units that you're tracking data on, and I think one of the things that that people are curious about in, in the industry is, hey, what is happening in all these communities around the U.S.? How fast are things moving? Yeah, that's a it's it's a really great question, and what we have seen has been a groundswell. With the changes that are happening right now as with the pandemic hitting, there was a supply obviously coming in into 2020 and then the pandemic hit. We've seen data because we track data at the property level. We in fact go deeper than that. We go to unit type level and we've seen the data move at a speed with a, which I've never seen before. Uh, some of the leading indicators really uh, plummeted very quickly after the lockdowns were announced nationwide and within four or five weeks, uh, I think operators started figuring out ways on how they could get prospective tenants into their properties and, and started doing virtual tours, started doing things of that nature to try to recover from this, uh, uh, essentially a, a hole that we found ourselves in the middle of the pandemic. So some of the leading indicators moved at a speed with was uh, we've never seen it before. It was very fast. And what were some of the numbers uh, that you were seeing? So traffic, uh, by, by end of March, uh, beginning of April, traffic was down 75%. Traffic is one of those leading indicators, really just shows how many people are visiting a property interested in, in renting and, or leasing, signing a lease. And traffic and leases fell down. Leasing fell down 60%. Traffic was down, like I said, around 75% in, in a span of a couple of weeks. Uh, so it, it moved very fast. And then we saw lease percentage slowly degrading and then occupancy percentage obviously starting to fall as well. Right. And then you, as you track potential tenant traffic, um, you know, traditionally we think of people coming in the community. Um, but you said uh, a lot of, a lot of these uh, uh, projects, they've kind of figured out you can do this virtually, right? So what did you see there and how did numbers change? Uh, it's a, it's a, it was very interesting to see how numbers started recovering because we were, we were still technically in lockdowns in a lot of these metro areas, but traffic started uh, seeing an uptick. And we're at 120 plus uh, clients now, so I started making phone calls to, to quite a few of them. 
and they got very creative. Some were using tools as simple as uh, FaceTime or Google Voice or things of that nature just to show prospects someone in the leasing office would walk as if the prospect was with them and show them the property. Uh, and they actually got a lot of leasing that way sight unseen just through the, these virtual tours. Uh, and I thought it was very creative, obviously. So it's something I think is going to be here to stay with us even as, as we recover from this, because it also is it's a better use of resources when you can tour someone without them physically having to be there, drive to the property and do uh, spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, so that's what we saw with traffic starting to improve, leasing starting to improve. Now, if we look, for instance, at leases uh, versus at the same time last year, we're pretty much have recovered. We're at the same place we were the last last time uh, this year. So the virtual tours are uh, helping a lot then? They're have, helping a lot, yes. And as, as different states and cities started to open up, we saw even more of an uptick on tours and traffic. Uh, generally speaking, people like to drive around, like to see where that apartment is, what neighborhood. So as that started happening, obviously people started touring even more so. And traffic very much is on the recovery. It's still down about 19% from the same time last year, uh, but it has recovered from the ne negative 75% that I mentioned in the peak of the pandemic. Yeah, and that's interesting uh, because depending on where you are uh, in the country, uh, things are opening up uh, sooner or, or later um, in some markets, I guess, uh, like New York are kind of just, just starting to open and some of the other larger markets. So when these markets do open back up, how, how, how fast do you see recovery and how, how much recovery are you seeing? Uh, generally speaking, there is a lag of two to three weeks where we see once an all uh, market starts opening up. And this is just on the leading indicators. Like I said, traffic leases, which start impacting lease percentage and then occupancy percentage. Now, net effective rent and concessions, that usually is a lag of six, seven weeks behind. Um, as you can imagine, operators see traffic going down, see leasing going down. Inevitably, occupancy starts taking a hit. Uh, they start thinking of what can we do about this and prices obviously for, for a lot of operators is at the top, so they start offering concession or something like that. So there, that lags five, six weeks behind. So once we see a, a city or a state open up, generally speaking, it's about two to three weeks when you see meaningful uptick in, in data and metrics, but not necessarily in pricing. Pricing is probably seven, eight weeks behind. And so much of pricing, as you know, it's also driven by other macroeconomic factors, employment, uh, demographics, things, things of that nature. And we're seeing a lot of headwinds as it relates to macroeconomics. Well, Blair, with your experience in the industry for so long and now just really tracking and watching these, these numbers as closely as you do, um, here we are, it's June 24th. You know, a lot of people in the apartment industry are kind of curious, uh, you know, uh, what's going to happen you know, next? You know, what should we expect for, for collections and occupancy? moving forward and I know um, I know you have a crystal ball there at your desk right so you, you can look at it for us what do you expect for a recovery with and I know it's different for different projects but for overall what would you expect moving forward uh, it, collections so far have been very strong uh, most operators are just a couple of percentage points at most behind from where they were at the same time last year uh, so collections have 
been surprisingly very, very strong. We're not seeing that in retail. We're not seeing that in other real estate, commercial real estate sectors. Uh, so I would imagine that that is, for the most part, is going to continue uh, being the case, especially, uh, you know, uh, to some extent, what, what might impact it a little bit negatively is really the fact that a lot of these uh, eviction moratoriums will expire. A lot of states and cities put evictions, uh, moratoriums on evictions. As those start to expire, I think we'll see some evictions happening, and that inevitably is going to uh, decrease the co collection percentages as you're evicting people. Obviously, they're not paying, which is why uh, those, those tenants are being evicted. So that's going to, I think is, we're going to see an uptick to some extent. Now, how big, it really will depend on how much people care about their credit, whether they have the means to pay. Uh, operators are getting creative and figuring out ways on how uh, tenants can pay their rent. Some of, some of them are amortizing over five, six months. So all of that is going gonna, is gonna to help to keep this relatively stable. And in terms of occupancy, uh, we are about 1.5% below where we were at the same time last year based on our data. So we're already a little bit behind, but we're gradually recovering from week to week. Uh, so I, I foresee occupancy will stabilize. I don't think it's going to go a whole lot further down. Now, again, this is nationwide. Some markets are going to do better than others. We're already seeing some California West Coast markets going down. They're really setting records in terms of how much their occupancy has dropped. Uh, so it's, it's, the recovery is going to be somewhat uneven. Uh, but for the most part, nationwide, I, I foresee that occupancy is not going to drop a whole lot more than it already has. It's okay. gradually recovering. All right. And let's let's talk about that as far as markets that um, are kind of leading the charge in their recovery. Uh, wh where is it happening? Uh, <clears throat> Occupancy-wide, we're seeing strongest uh, occupancies in Phoenix, uh, Vegas, uh, Washington, D.C., actually even Riverside, California as an MSA. Uh, net effective rent, there are only a few markets that are actually leading from at the same time last year, Phoenix being one of them. Uh, so Phoenix is ahead of where we were at the same time last year. Uh, so we're seeing uh, Dallas is doing pretty well. Uh, we're seeing uh, uh, Austin doing pretty well. Um, in terms of occupancy, Atlanta is doing well in terms of net effective rent. Atlanta actually started the year in the deficit in terms of net effective rents. Their rents were lower beginning of the year unrelated to the pandemic, uh, but they're starting to kind of make up that lost ground as well. Uh, so these are some of the markets where we're seeing recovery happening a little bit faster or not being as impacted. Well, uh, Blair, um, thanks for joining us. And before you have to go, uh, again, you've been in the market a long time. You're studying uh, these numbers really closely every day. You're talking to operators in the industry. What would you leave our audience with to think about uh, moving forward here as of June 24th? Uh, I would say that uh, we, we're, this, this is going to be a very interesting end of the year uh, with, with everything that is going on. Uh, one of the un huge unknowns, obviously, is if the pandemic makes a recovery, if city starts locking down again. And if that were to happen, I think we're going to see some of these gains and trends being reversed again. So, so much of what's happening is beyond the control of operators, really. I think just like a lot of things that are tectonic shifts, it's going to lead to more innovation, it's going to lead to things that are done a little bit differently. And one of which I think in our industry is going to be, like we talked about, virtual tours 
doing things in a way that it's a little bit different. Uh, but in terms of the recovery itself, uh, I think uh, what we're going to see here, what we're seeing is that we're already making up for the lost ground based on some of the leading indicators, traffic, leases, occupancy, lease percentage. Net effective rent, obviously, it's going to take some time, and that's so much, so much of net effective rent depends on macroeconomic factors. Employment, how fast we recover the jobs we have lost, uh, unemployment benefits, things of that nature, whether they are kind of, there's amortization that happens uh, in terms of, of the income that has been lost in the last three to four months. Yeah. All right. Well, great information, Blair. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. If you like more information from them, check them out. Their website is radix.com, R-A-D-I-X. <clears throat> Thank you for being with us around the country. We appreciate you sharing the show and your comments. And until next time, be sure you always lead, learn, and laugh. And join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.